Hi. Hello. Welcome to Wednesday. It is December 4th. 2019. It is. <laughs> and this is Talk Comics to Me. We're going to talk about comics. I'm Champ. I'm Heather. And... Here we go. Yeah, you go first, you know. <laughs> okay. I have Vampironica, New Blood. This is an Archie Horror, brand new Vampironica series. Um, <laughs> I don't know if any of you remember when the Jughead versus Vampironica series ended and I said, oh, Vampironica's gone. She disappeared, but it looks like it's going to lead into a new series. Boom, this is it. <laughs> um, they did it. They did it. She is um, transported into an alternate timeline, which it's the right timeline, I guess, that she's supposed to be in. In Riverdale, everything is the same. People are the same. Um, The first person she meets up with is Archie, who is like, damn, dude, where have you been? You just, like, fell out of nowhere. You've been missing for months. Like, everyone's been looking (laughs) for you and shit. And she is confused, so she goes on a mission pretty much to figure out like who she is and like why she is a vampire and what her family has to do with Dracula and stuff. Of they, course, of yeah, course. They introduce a hot new character, which I need to show you because tell me I'm not wrong. Tell me. Um, if you anyway. can't see the blurry, fo- blurry photo at all. Yeah. And of course, since I'm horrible with names, I don't know what his name is, but I know... Um, He goes by, yeah, he's hot and goth, and that's all that matters. But he goes by the stupid nickname that Veronica makes fun of him for. God, where is it? Fangs? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she makes fun of him like you're a vampire and you go by the name Fangs. How original. Um, But anyway, I love this series, and I think I always will, just because I have a weird love for Veronica Lodge. (laughs) Veronica Large. Veronica Large. So yeah, Vampironica, New Blood, issue number one. It's going to be five issues, just like all of the other Archie horrors. Um, And unfortunately, you do have to read the other ones to kind of understand what's going on. But I think it's worth it, so do it. So do it. Just do it. Just do. (laughs) Just do. (laughs) All right, so then I have everything. This is issue number three, four. Damn, I put up three. You said three. Well, I, it's I, because everything that I have today, if it's not one, it's three yeah, that's, or ten. Or mine. I have I have a bunch of different numbers. I have no excuses. <laughs> so this kind of just develops on the idea of what the everything store is and that there's like a head, like a grandmaster that's coming to like survey everything they've done. The town is like given up control to this ultimate store with everything they need and want and... Only a few people in the town actually can feel outside of that. And one of the ladies, she can see, like, very bright colors. One of the dudes can see in different frequencies. So, like, they know that something's wrong. But she is also dealing with a brain tumor. And she kind of, like, succumbs to the store in a sense. And I don't know. It's an interesting book. I still don't... I feel like I understand, like, the underlying message. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe if there's any like some sort of subtext to it, which I there has to be, right? Yeah, it's about a store that like takes over a small town and like takes out small businesses and is also just like I don't know, alien robots. It's some some weird shit is happening here and I can't explain it. 
It's about capitalism, right? I suppose so. I mean, as someone who has never read it, that's what it seems like to me. All I know is that I've been confused. (laughs) And I've enjoyed it, but I feel like I just need to read it all, all, like, all of the issues again as a whole so then I can catch, like, subtleties in the first few issues that I just, like, wrote off as, like, oh, this is cool and pretty. Mm -hmm. Is it a short series or is it ongoing? I think it's only five, maybe six. I'm, I honestly am not 100% cer- certain. Okay. I would say more than five because this doesn't seem like it'll be the end. Right. Interesting. I was going to check it out if it was like a short one, like when the trade came out, because then I can just get it all done at once, but I might just borrow yours. Yeah, no, I like it. Worth it. Okay, cool. Weird shit. Love it. Oh. <laughs> it was just a burp. <laughs> Um, so So now we both have this story called The Butcher of Paris. Get it out of my way. (laughs) Scoot over. (laughs) Um, this is based on a true story, uh, during World War II in Paris, while Nazis were gathering up Jews, there was a serial killer. And he took advantage of, uh, Jewish people trying to find passage and refuge elsewhere. So people, the... resistance would send people to him and they would disappear and nobody would really think anything about it because they were essentially supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. I love this story. Um, There's a really neat author's note in the back where the writer kind of tells the story of how she discovered this case and like why she decided to write about it. And it's really interesting how she like came across it and decided to just delve deeper into Mm -hmm. it and yeah how it affects her just as a person is really interesting as well yeah and i think it's crazy because i had no idea that this was even a thing yeah same and he killed a lot a lot of people and it's really interesting too because this story isn't necessarily going to focus on him the way it sounds it's more so gonna focus on the people that end up with him Mm -hmm. yeah it says here he was responsible for anywhere between 60 to 200 murders within a four-year period so that's a lot yeah (laughs) that's that's a lot yeah so if nothing else this will be a heavy read but i'm really excited (laughs) yeah to be honest yeah i think it's a very good first issue too and i think it's like five it's gonna be five issues yes is that what it's I thought, it, I thought it said on the front. Yeah, but, but I'm pretty sure it's like five issues. So I would say it's worth it. Check it out. It's, I was going to say lovely, but that's not the right <laughs> word at all. No. It's very interesting. interesting. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. And especially if you take the time to read the author's note, I think that's like, it definitely does add that perspective to the comic itself. Mm-hmm. I also just kind of want to like read more on this guy. Oh yeah, definitely. Like how- I wrote down like in my notebook uh, the name and then read more. Because <laughs> I, I really wanted to, you know, read more stuff about him. Oh, for sure. Okay, next. Next we have Kill oh, my God. Kill Whitey Don- Donovan. I let Heather read my issue. Yeah, I did not technically buy it, but I read it. Because that's what we do here. <laughs> uh, this is a very weird story. <laughs> Yeah, it's, so the idea is that two women were scorned by the same man and they come from very different places in life. 
it's based in the Civil War times. So one of them is a slave and one of them is uh, kind of affluent. 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 God, fuck me. White woman. (laughs) Yeah. And they're working together to take him down. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. I definitely, yeah, I do want to read the next one to see because it is interesting enough seeing that, you know, these two women from, again, completely different backgrounds have to try to put their differences aside and work together for one common goal. Yeah. It's just. I didn't feel any, anything for the characters necessarily. And maybe it just takes, it'll take another read possibly. Yeah. And maybe a little bit like, yeah, the next issue develop them a little bit more. I, I don't know. I think the one thing that bothered me about it was like the, I'm horrible with names, you know that, when they're running at night and you see the other slaves, I felt like they were very stereotypical. You know what I mean? Like you see those exact people in like movies that have to do with slaves and stuff. Like there was no real like character behind them. And that was kind of a, a bummer to me. Yeah. Maybe if they had that time to, like, develop out the idea. Yeah. Yeah. But I suppose it's just, like, comic form, so they just kind of... Mm-hmm. It just seemed like they watched 12 Years a Slave and was like, hey, there's, you know, a big woman who is a slave, so let's just, like, copy this and put it exactly how it is in our book. I don't know. It just seemed... It seemed strange and rude to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm stuck. Are you? Are you? Okay. I'm okay. My... I have this... Keychain that's in oh there. yeah your keychain key and it gets stuck to everything. I'm surprised I have not broken it yet. I've been wearing it for like two years now and I get stuck on everything. Um, okay, so moving on, um, I have Nomen Omen issue number three. Um, I love this story. This uh, really goes into the character development, especially behind the main character. Um, she suffered a weird car accident like six months or so before the events of this story takes place within that time period um an evil creature from the other world came and stole her heart so she is technically not alive so she has a guardian who kind of goes against all of his rules and stuff who is trying to not only like protect her and keep her alive but help her get her heart back which he's not really supposed to do. Um, I just, yeah, I think it's very interesting because he's been doing it for like centuries, you know, going through and like killing these people who don't have hearts because they're not alive. And he sees something in her and he wants to help her. Yeah. He wants to help her out and stuff. So he introduces her to a, a character at the end who is apparently a, big character but they are traitors to the crown so and joining them she also becomes a traitor yeah all right now it's very interesting i still really love the colors in this um because most of it is black and white because it's through her perspective she is colorblind but the parts that are in color are just yeah they're really good really really cool yeah Eh. 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 all right i'm gonna talk about batman issue 84 One issue left till Tom King's done. Done. At least with this main title, Batman. This goes through Bat Daddy's life. Mm. I'm just going to say, you know. Bat Daddy. (laughs) This goes through Thomas Wayne's life 
and or I guess not like life, but parts of his life, things that led up to where they are now and why he's done the things he's done. I would like to say this is just like Tom King's long con. He's been doing this for so long. It's just like, damn, dude, he really just built out this story so intensely to just like, this is what you you did the whole entire time. I'm excited to see what his last issue is going to be, like, what happens. Do you have an idea? I don't know. I was not expecting what happened to happen in this issue, so I'm a little, like, I have no fucking clue. I love that. (laughs) I I really, I really don't, and I don't want to, like, spoil anything, because if I go into it a little bit more, then it, it would just ruin, ruin all of the things. And I'll explain it to you when we're done, like, what happens to see what you think. Because it's just, it's weird. (laughs) It's just a weird one. It's just a weird one. And it's hard to explain without just, like I said, it just shows all the motives behind, like, why Thomas Wayne was doing the things he was doing. And just what he saw and what he'd encountered in life that caused him to do these things. Okay. So. Cool. I'm, I'm excited mm. to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This continues the Hellmouth. I'm. You need to put that up in in the middle. Just yours. Look at this. The Hellmouth. Look at Daddy. <laughs> series. Okay. Or yes. mini event. Sorry. Yeah. So this is issue ten of Vampire Slayer. Vampire Slayer of Buffy. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know what's happening But I mean, there are multiple vampire slayers, so. Yeah, which is what this issue is about. Yep. This is still dealing with Buffy just being gone and missing, and everybody kind of just being super on edge. Like, literally just fucking. Giles fucking losing it. Yeah, and just, and even Wood, what's his name? Right. Robin. Robin, Robin Wood. Robin, Robin. He's kind of, like, I, I can't describe, like, if I like that character or if I'm just like, come on, man, you're being a cock. Yeah, he is, it, it kind of does feel like he's being a baby, but <laughs> a cock baby. A cock baby. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, so there's a, a lot of tension in this episode. <laughs> In this issue, uh, between certain characters, it goes into uh, Willow and her girlfriend, not girlfriend, and what they're dealing with, uh, and Cordelia being kidnapped. Yeah, being kidnapped. Um, it's like it's a whole thing. A lot happens in this issue. It, now lot, that I like look back, yeah, and, no, a lot did happen. I honestly, I just like the thing I love about this comic the most is it could easily just be a really much better Buffy the mm-hmm. Vampire Slayer show. Oh, yeah. I would love, honestly, to see this as a show, as this version of the show. Yeah. It's just way more interesting. Yeah, and I feel like it makes more sense to the characters, the way that it's developed here. Not that the characters in the show, like, aren't developed, but I feel like, especially for, like, Willow, it took forever for her character to get to where she was Willow. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's just right away, you get, like, Willow Willow. right off the bat. Yeah. And I love that. And she's less, like, timid. Yeah. 
That's, I feel like she's more comfortable in herself yeah. in here, and she doesn't, like, doubt herself. I do, however, uh, I want Oz. <laughs> I would, he nice? I would love Oz, too. Yeah. Um, so that's my only problem with this series. <laughs> and not enough Spike. Uh, yeah, I suppose that is true. But there were, like, several issues back where the, there was a lot of Spike. He needs to be in every issue, even if it's, like, just in the background. Just, just like, him. popping out yeah, of him. Yeah, I would, I'd be okay with that. Um, I wasn't, I was not bothered by the art in this one very much, except for the only faces that bothered me were Xander's, like, faces. There was a really good Giles face, too, where he was just, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he was talking to, to Robin, it was. This one? No, it was one of the ones where he's, this one right there. Oh, oh I didn't even look at that one. He looks like an M&M. Just, like, looks like when you're taking a poop but can't, so mm-hmm. you're just, like, meh. And you're angrily reading Wikipedia articles on your phone <laughs> while your feet are up on the step stool. <laughs> Sorry, that might just be me. Anyway. We, we all poop. <laughs> I have this the squatty potty thing. The... Mm, how is it? Oh, I love it. Okay. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> this episode is going to be brought to you by the Squatty Potty. Yeah, do it. Squat. Just squat. Next we have the first issue of 20XX. Is it supposed to be 2020? 2020. Because X is 10. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. 2010, 10. Ah, 10, 10. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Um, this is one that I also read, but I don't have on you. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't have it. I special ordered this for first issue because I was curious. The idea is that a Earth has been infected with a virus where many people do not survive, but the few that do survive have the virus attached to their brain as a, a symbiote. Yeah, and it gives them like bi- abilities. Yeah. But you don't know what they are until it just happens. So they are essentially put on, like, a list. Yeah, they're kind of almost like a band type of people. Mm-hmm. They have their own underground sort of life that they live. And just be- because they've been stereotyped their whole entire existence, or those the people who ended up living through the disease. Mm-hmm. They're like... Aren't they put on, like, some sort of government, like, watch list, essentially? Yeah. Like, if they and use they, their abilities without... And they're not allowed yeah, to yeah, use it. Yeah, yeah, they can't do it. And, the, yeah, they have to tell tell the government what their powers are. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. This is a... It's a weird one. Yeah. It's a really weird one. It's... Yeah, we were just talking about it. I feel like it's really fast-paced, which, I mean, is fine. You can get a lot more out, but it just felt like too fast paced for me yeah maybe i just since i had a only loose idea of what was happening maybe that's why it felt so like just like what is happening yeah it is it is very confusing uh it is also in black and white so that is important to note just in case you're gonna read it and are very confused but i i I kind of liked it yeah again it's like it's weird It's a weird one. It's a weird one. It's not bad, is what no. we're saying. Oh, no, it's not at all. It's definitely not bad. I think it's an interesting premise. It's just, just, like, seeing where it goes and how it develops, like, the characters especially. And I want to see their abilities. I want to see what all these people are able to do. Yeah. I'm very interested in that. Okay, we ready? Yes. 
I have issue number three of Strange Skies Over East Berlin. The alien mind-reading monster thing uh, has infiltrated the bunker that our American spy is in. Uh, it's kind of taking over his mind. Sorry, another burp. Um, it is taking over his mind and making him relive the things that he did to get to where he is. He basically screwed over a bunch of people that he knew and loved. Oh. Um, so he keeps having to like move to different places to help these people get free. The guy that he has been running from discovers who he is. And this is their confrontation. And how our spy is trying to deny everything that happens to him. But the mind monsters in the back going, mm-mm. I will say everything. <laughs> so it's a, it's very interesting. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. Um, and it does jump. Uh, your phone Why? is the devil. Does this keep happening? I don't know why this is happening. I'm so sorry. It's okay. We're fine. I will just act like nothing's happened. Yeah. I'll cut this out maybe. So it jumps back and forth between time where he's struggling in the present uh, because he doesn't want all this information to get out, but he's also struggling in the past with making the decisions that he did. I, I'm into it. I love it. I think it's cool. I love it. I love it. Okay. My lips are so chapped. Mine are too. I'm sorry if I keep chewing on my lips in this video, everybody, but if you're not watching, then you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So I have, Death or Glory, this is issue number seven. This just continues Glory's journey to save Red and get across the border, which she goes to the wrong people, some real, real bad, bad folks, and they double-cross her. And double-crossers. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, I don't know. I really like this book. There's something really interesting about it so this guy he hates germs so he's just like in a giant condom to that's live, what to i have, thought to, that's... to have sex with these ladies is he just shoving his entire body inside yeah. of them okay cool. i guess i don't know i'm into that i don't know what's happening but there's a kind of interesting little thing about like her talking about like there's people trying to push god onto them and Glory is thinking, she's like, everyone thinks we need God for morality and such. I like to believe that we can fend for ourselves and that, it, like, anybody can be ethical. And then she, like, comes to this place and realizes, like, maybe, like, that's not, like, this place just kind of reminds you that that not, is not necessarily the case, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. No, oh, I really, I really, really enjoy this. Uh, Rick Remender kind of talks a little bit more about it in the back. Uh, he lost his dad just recently and so he was kind of talking about how this book is a little bit of a parallel with his dad being sick and what they had to go through with like insurance companies and trying to like get him well so the whole idea is you know they can't get him what he needs because they can't afford it because you know <laughs> we can't afford to live so I don't know it's just that that aspect of this book is really it's at the forefront, but at the same time, it's just so low-key that you don't even think about it. But it's also, like, the world we very much live in. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, oh, yeah, no, of course this person's going to have to go to these lengths to try and save this person because we don't have just easy access to this. 
disgusting. Yeah, it's it's an, it's an interesting. Like I said, I really like this book, and I really I really like Lori as a character, and I don't know, car chases and stuff. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, so next. Oh my god. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Next we have Die. This is issue number ten. I actually understood this. I I believe. I uh, understood parts of it. Um, and I don't know if it was just because I was expecting it to be confusing, so I read it as if I was confused. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so... I always go in very confident, like, I'm not gonna know what's gonna happen, or what's happening, but I, I think I get it. Um. Go ahead, sorry. Okay, no, it's fine. I'm just, I'm trying to, in my head, get explain what it is so that I can spit it out. Okay. So. I got you. It's um, Ash and, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. I can figure it out. Ash and one of the other characters. Um, do you, do you know Izzy. <laughs> Ash and Izzy are out and they are trying to convince, gosh darn it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had the names in my head right before. The main, the this guy. Simnora, right? So, Sim- it's Sam, like Z-A-M. Zamorna. Yeah. Yes. Um, (laughs) I'm about to spell this ridiculous name like I can do that. Yes. Um, They are out and they are, I guess Ash more or less is convincing him to do their dirty work. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, uh, but you also get uh, a little bit of Ash's past when it comes to them in like real life and how them and Izzy have always kind of clashed yeah about certain things um so it's interesting to see how they're still clashing on that but trying to work together even though they both kind of just like harbor this like resentment towards Uh, each other it's just I also think it's interesting the way they or yeah the way they delve into like the gender role of Ash just Mm -hmm. being uh so like a man in the real world and a woman in this fake world and how he really just like embraces embraces that and that's who he becomes it's Mm -hmm. really it's really weird and interesting i think yeah i the narrative just puts a interesting twist on that character too um i i really love this issue even though i i admit I was a little confused um but I also love the uh Lord of the Rings reference (laughs) in this um but basically the party is completely split now in a a different way and Ash is kind of walking the line between being the good guy and just giving in to being a bad person yeah no that's perfect yeah I love bad people (laughs) Yeah, and I like I love Ash's character oh, a yeah. lot, and I think that was kind of the the problem in the beginning of the story with with her is that she really wanted to just go this high ground and try not to do like use her powers at all or be this person, and now she's like just fully gone. Oh yeah, she has turned into soul. <laughs> yeah, basically, Com- yeah, completely sucked into the game. So it's. Still really good. Yeah. I still really, really love this series, even though I've been having to Google and have things been be explained to me. So I That sounds understand. like a Kieran Gillen book though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like just could you explain your book to me? 
I read it, but just, just to... I want you to explain it to me like I'm five. Yeah, like literally, what are you saying to me? Go ahead. Speaking of books that are 100% transparent, <laughs> this is Archie. Issue 709, this is the final part of the Archie and Sabrina series, and I am mad. Um, this is a weird, a weird one for me, but not in a good way. Um, so Veronica and Betty are fighting over the woods and what they're supposed to do to oh, them. Yes. Um, Betty wants to keep them how they are. Veronica wants to build them all to bring in jobs and money and all that kind of stuff and help Riverdale. Um, Archie and Sabrina are dealing with the fact that she is a witch, which he knew the entire time. He's having a very difficult time with it because she, she says she's a witch every, every issue. Yeah. And the reason he's questioning it now is because he met her aunts and he was like, oh, do they dress in capes and weird masks all the time? And she's like, yeah, they're witches. And he's like, ooh, I don't know if I can handle this. Archie! Maybe they'll get back together. They are. They're going to. It <laughs> kind of alludes to it in this, the end of this. But anyway, um, Jughead is still investigating the murder of, or disappearance murder, they don't quite know, of Reggie's dad. And he gets kind of sucked into something completely different. So this is Archie for you, everyone. <laughs> now I have Daredevil. 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 Issue number 14. Daredevil and Detective Cole North go on a cute coffee date where they talk about the justifications of Daredevil and how nobody should be above the law. And you kind of find out, you find out what happens in Detective North's past and how he ended up in New York and why he's here. It was an interesting, it was an interesting little, little, little thing. He ended up, I'm not going to spoil it. Never mind. Okay. All right. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. Delves more into what Fisk is going through. He seems very, like, traumatized after killing a man in a bathroom. (laughs) I would be traumatized, too. He's just trying to do his business. (laughs) So he's been kind of holing up in his house and shit's kind of building up to try to take him down still good still good love the chip dip i love the chip dip it's it's just so good it's always very like i don't know i don't know i'm i really like it okay it's there's something about the story and kind of everything that weaves itself together here that's really getting me Lectra, sexy that's all i need we love daredevil Electra. done <laughs> Don't give me an Electra book. Just give me a Daredevil book with Electra in it. Because that's always the best because you get like small little pieces of it and you want more. Yeah. But when you get the whole story, you want less. I suppose. That's how I always felt about her too. Like if something is centralized just on her, I'm like, this is too much because she's too hot. <laughs> I can only hand her a I'm, hand I'm leaving buses. a snail trail. <laughs> All over my chair. Okay, it was wet. so speaking it was of snail trails, this is X-Men number three, what? and I say that because I finally have fucking appearance of oh. Nightcrawler. Finally! God has delivered. 
So, um, so that's not what this book's about, though. No, not, it has nothing to do with that. This is about uh, a group of old women who infiltrate Krakoa to steal their plants. And, and possibly take Krakoa over. Yep. It's uh, some wild shit. Yeah, there's a really good page where Emma gets insulted and the look on her face killed me. Yeah, the... Uh, yeah, I loved it and how Cyclops is, like, trying not to laugh. Yeah, yeah. And he, Sebastian is just... Oh, it's so good. Uh, these old women are feisty. Yeah, no, they're also very scary. Yeah, no, they're terrifying. I, I was reading this issue before I went to bed last night, and I was kind of just like, oh my god, these villains are really scary. Like, they're gonna take over Krakoa, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be so mad if something happens to my boy. Because it's a, it's a whole entire sweet island. I know. I am not gonna lie. Aside from my grandmother, these are the only ladies, like, old women that I've ever been terrified of. I'm terrified of all old women, but that's just because of service industry life. I mean, I'm not because I could easily just, like, knock them over and whatever, but, like, these women look like fucking walls, and... I- it's like that old woman who just stood in the dark with the door open when I went to the bathroom that one time. I could have screamed, and I'm not going to go into the details of what I could have done, but my point is, if you want to write a good villain, just make it an old woman who is so fucking smart. That she could just beat you up. Yeah. And even though you're a giant mutant with just so many powers. They can develop weapons to neutralize mutants powers abilities like that is incredible i love these old women i'm scared of them but i also hate they're, them they're gonna hurt my hurt my family yeah my my sweet new x-men family i'm glad kurt has not been in this series very much because i cannot handle him dying for a third fucking time all right next so, next we're gonna talk about marauders we're just getting all these x-books all mm-hmm. done at once all at last this is issue number three and this is about Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, and his baby boy. <laughs> yeah, he brings his son back to life. What's his son's name? Uh, Shiro? Shinobi. Shino- Damn it, I, sorry, I was watching Voltron not too long ago, so I got Voltron on the brain. <laughs> so this throws back to the past and then bringing Shinobi back to life and Sebastian kind of trying to make him the Red King, basically. And that plan obviously falls through. Mm-hmm. And so this issue deals with what's what comes next, I guess. How they're trying to... How Sebastian, anyway, is trying to, like, integrate him into the fam. I feel like he's doing it just to be a dick to Emma, yeah, I, his intentions are very much not pure, that's for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. I did really like this issue a lot, though. I really... Yeah, I did, too. It was really, like, gritty, and it's... It was also, like, just very simple. Mm-hmm. Like, there there wasn't much thought to it, for me, anyway, when I oh, was yeah, reading no. it. It was just... It was very easy to follow, and it was very manipulative, and I I did like that a lot. Yeah, no, I, I also like that. I just like... Yeah, I like that idea of... Is a, a bad guy ever truly, like, going to be reformed? They're just going to get better at pretending. (laughs) All right. So then last, we we have Excalibur. Excalibur. This is issue number three. All of these X-books, number threes. Mm -hmm. All at once. Mm -hmm. Three books, all number threes. And this is about our crew trying to go save the Captain, what is his name, Britain? Yeah, Captain Britain. Captain Britain, who has been 
brainwashed by uh, Mor- Morgana? Mor- I think Morgan Morgana Morgan Lefay. My bad. <laughs> I mean, there's Morgan, goddess of death. just he's really going for it yeah he's really like integrating and being a part of it and i i do love that and i love that he mentions that too you know like we were able to shake hands and work side by side so everyone can do it yeah yeah though the trust is not there for everybody so no dude gambit's pissed yeah gambit's being a little 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 cock baby yeah he is but he looks great in his weird costume I do love the the medieval versions of their outfits. Gotta say. I think they all look real cute. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't even pay attention. I just busted through that. Yeah, no, that was my favorite part. It was like, okay, so they're doing their own, like, medieval version. Are they trying to fit in? (laughs) They don't need to. They're fine. I thought that was very cute. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Excalibur. And with that, we have we've done it. We we got it. We got it done. So as always, thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye.